Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast that rocks, a weekly podcast talking about news and rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me today is one member of the Rock Coliseum and someone who is throwing himself at the mercy of the insanity that is in the pop world, along with rock and metal, John from ARTV. How's it going, John? Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me on, Luke. Yes, I, I do throw myself into a lot of chaotic musical situations, but <laughs> this is the life I chose. Huge. Yeah, it's like, I guess you can't say you throw yourself in. You are diving head first. So. Right. It's it, at this point, it's it's crazy. I never thought that it would be like a full time thing for me, but it's turned into that. And it's just it, it can be chaotic at times. Yeah, I'm jealous of the full-time thing. I'm hoping to get there someday, but I still have a ways to go. Hey, However, you're on the right path. <laughs> exactly. And also, and we're just going to jump right into it. Speaking of a long wait and just waiting for things to finally happen, today we got broken the news and Tool is actually going to have a new album. Not only come out at the end of August, but we have an album title. And I think part of the world just kind of shut down after this news. It was massive. I it, I was gauging some of the reactions on Instagram and stuff, and it's just there were so many comments on that post and on Facebook and just people buzzing all over the place. I mean, even even Pitchfork's writing up a little article detailing it, and you know Pitchfork's feelings on Tool over the years uh, haven't exactly been kind. They're already <laughs> like writing their anti-post about the album title. They're just right, exactly. Fear oh. inoculum? What's this? What's uh. this? Why are they spreading fear in a world in 2019? Uh, I do like the album title though. I do, I do too. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not fake. This is a real tool album. You just knew right away, like, yep, that's tool. Yeah, and it makes sense. I will admit that I had to Google the meaning for inoculum. I'm not, <laughs> but uh, after looking into it, it makes a lot of sense because it's uh, to me fear inoculum and like an inoculation being like a vaccination, like fear yep. injection. So like the mass hysteria that we're experiencing right now. Yeah, pretty much. Like I don't know if you ever like caught up with like or followed Batman. Yeah. Yeah, okay, the, like depend what iteration okay. of Batman. Yeah, many the movies too. Like Scarecrow had his fear toxin. Yes, yes, kind of along love the lines that. of that. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's a great way to compare it. I actually rewatched that film not too long ago in The Dark Knight. Uh, yeah. I think it tie. I think it holds up as kind of being relevant to a lot of what we're experiencing now. And Tool are probably going to sadly gonna touch on does. It yeah, sadly does. Yeah, and yeah, I it's so crazy because I heard two other new songs live. Twice, because I got to see Tool twi twice live this spring. And they are, in true fashion, long songs. They go into full th three-minute like guitar and bass like sequences. Mm -hmm. They do not hold back. This is exactly what people have been wanting. Now, how would you compare it, uh, since I haven't heard these for myself, and I'm kind okay. of curiously awaiting the official lead single, because they said that, and the pre-orders are coming yeah. very soon. Um, and how would you compare it to A Perfect Circle's comeback in terms of sonic evolution based on the live recordings? Okay, so the best way I can say it, Tool's uh, evolution from 2019 back to 10,000 Days. Mm -hmm. This like feels more between the ground's not as heavy as songs on lateralis but like maybe a little bit more progressive like more prog style and long-winded okay. than Ten Thousand days stuff and <laughs> when you compare that to a perfect circle it's very night and day difference because the two songs i heard especially one i think was invincible that is a jam session there's no real jam sessions and like just long-winded place plays that a perfect circle had on eat the elephant and i loved eat the elephant too right it was just that uh eat the elephant was just vastly different i think yes. than what maybe a lot of people would have expected i enjoyed the album a whole lot too but it was very different compared to say like you know 13th step and everything they hit completely but, but it had also been a long time since they had put out music so i was just curious to see if uh tool had gone a similar route but it's interesting i i i like it when they venture into the prog year territories because they yeah. do it so well and i that's Definitely, I got that feeling because at a Tool concert, if you ever get a chance to see them live, literally the entire two plus hours they play are just these giant video boards of aliens, imagery, mm -hmm. dissections, animals, like just more beings being morphed, all while Tool just consistently plays. Yes. And, I... and that's it. That's literally it. And that's like the proggy, just creature based style that Tool is creating now. And that's really, you get that vibe from those, no, those new songs. I can't remember the name of the other one. I don't think I could be totally wrong with this. And if I have to eat my words, I'm fine <laughs> with it. Um, I don't think either of the songs I heard will be the lead off single. 
Hmm. That's that seems like a very tool thing, though. If yeah, that is true, <laughs> that's that seems like exactly something that it would do. It just a tool does... thing would be. Oh, by the way, Fear Inoculum is not the name of the album or the title. It's going to be right. something different, and they changed it on August 29th. It's actually self-titled. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even think that'd be that cruel. Oh man, that's <laughs> actually titled Maynard. Yes. The other thing too, yeah, <laughs> Maynard, the the analogy. That's it. something really uncreative. And the other thing about a perfect circle too, a perfect circle really like they had done it before, but not to the point where they really dove headfirst into the political aspect, making sure everything in that eat the elephant was completely clear at who it was directed at and sure. how charged it was. That's never really been the thing for Tool. Yeah, it's always kind of covered under some waves, if that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of things, especially when I was younger and listening to Tool, because I would say they were one of the bands that got me into like Prague and even heavier music, even metal. I would say they're yeah. kind of a gateway drug. But um, listening to it back then, I didn't at all understand what I was listening to. And then listening years later, it's like, oh, wow, there, there was stuff packed in there. You just kind of have to dig through it. So it'll be interesting to see how they tackle the current regime and everything that's going on right now, because everyone is kind of doing it in their own way. And that's kind of how it was in the 90s, too. There were so many politically charged bands. So it'll be interesting to see if Tool can give us a really unique perspective on things. It'll be interesting because also Maynard doesn't, Maynard makes it very clear where his political directions lie, where his, mm -hmm. like, um, what his beliefs are, but he doesn't go on that many rants about it on Twitter. He doesn't right. stay for days on end just doing Facebook updates and make video podcasts and appear on, like, the political talking head shows. He saves it for his music, and when he does, that's when the big boom is. I don't know if they'll do that for Tool or not. I don't know... That's the problem. They never exactly. say anything. They exactly. We know so shots. little. Yeah. We know so little about both what's upcoming for their music and also Maynard's personal life and what he wants to write about because right. it varies, obviously, as with any artist. But the difference here is that in the age of social media, he still kind of remains more a mystery, which I like to a degree. I like I the fact too. that we got we to gotta listen to the music in order to kind of decipher where he's at currently, his current headspace. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, too, not once that I've known in all three projects that he's been a part of has he ever completely bombed. Has he ever just fa failed miserably to deliver on some level? Right, right. So <laughs> I, 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 I have faith in this upcoming music. I know that I think a majority of us Colise uh, Rock Coliseum members probably have faith in it, too. And, yeah. you know, even if 10,000 Days wasn't a perfect record, still, I have a special place for it just because it was my first that yep. I listened to from them. So uh, obviously I am a part of that internet buzz right now. That's going crazy. I actually did see them live. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I saw oh, them. Nice. I saw them at Boston calling 2017, I believe awesome. it was. And, and I can confirm the visuals are exactly what you said. Bonkers. Like, yes. Um, Wild dissections yeah. and everything. A lot of stuff going on. Like Maynard drank too much of his wine one night and then just, drew a bunch of stuff they said okay we'll work with this and put it on screen yeah let me let me hop on ms paint real quick and see what i can drum <laughs> up <Paints. He's, laughs> that's why the album took so long he spent so much time just like trying to draw out what he dreamt of while he was drunk no luke he produced the album in ms uh, paint oh yeah well <laughs> uh still better it'd still be better than some of the other garbage we've heard this year true true i i you know i say that this year has not been nearly as bad as last year it's been more meh to me it, exactly I, I can deal with meh as yeah. opposed to hot garbage yes i can too and i had my uh, share of headaches last year and yeah. i've definitely had them this year but it's been uh either less consistent or else i've just been giving myself an out and saying you know what i'm not gonna bother with that because i know it's gonna be bad so let's go on to something better Exactly. And that's what I've kind of been like, too. One album, um, this is kind of breaking away from Tool. We might talk about it later, but we had a great conversation about Tool, and we'll have more news about that as it comes. We weren't, we didn't talk about this before uh, we start copped on the podcast, but one band we need to talk about right now, because you and I are in the same field, of Monsters and Men. What mm. happened? Uh, yeah. You know, are, are you planning to... Uh, are you I'm, planning not gonna, to I'm not going to review it. I'll just give you my... I, I not only coincide like five out of 10, the same score you had when I was writing mm -hmm. out my review before I decided not to do it and focus on other things. Mm -hmm. Literally, this was a four year wait for two songs. 
Yeah. And and let me guess those two songs. Do you okay. share the same ones as me? Is it Wild Roses and Alligator? Yes. Yeah, those are the two. I, those are I the will two. give a bit of an asterisk to the closing song. I don't remember the top off the top Sooth, of my head. Soothsayer. Soothsayer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That one would be fine if that was like pieced on the on another thing. But still, what is it? Another nine songs of literally just yeah overproduced huh. computer ri- based rhythms and nothing ragnar just sounds lazily going yeah. through it and i love his voice he sounds like he's not even caring there's no personality i think is the worst thing it's i always say that being forgettable is the worst thing that you can do it's even worse than making awful music and this album is downright forgettable it like is. it's forgettable its after one listen yeah it's and so sad so bad i uh. I told you, I told Crashes the same thing because we like I first heard the album right before we did Rock Coliseum last week. I was bummed out for hours after I heard it because I can't believe I couldn't believe I waited so many years for this amount of payoff. Yeah, it's it, it could go down there in some of the most disappointing. I don't know if you want to call it a comeback or not, but uh, after long gaps in between records in the 2010s for me, I mean, yeah. it's because I think all of us, you know, or at least both of us, you and I, really liked of Monsters and Men, Beneath the Skin, and My Head yes. as an Animal were both really, I, really enjoyable records. Even if they weren't perfect, they were just, I felt good listening to them. They've, they, in my opinion, both of them were uniquely different, but still huge hits. Yeah. They still nailed it both times. And that's why going into this one, I heard Alligator and I loved it. Yeah. I was like, okay, they're going more electric and they made it sound good. I, this is the type of band who can prove, has proven before they can change their style a little bit for an album and it worked. And they proved me wrong. Yeah, they proved they proved us all wrong. What a great Sucks. troll! Oh yeah! Oh, they got us! Yeah, crazy those crazy Icelandics. Uh, yeah, you uh, thought Maynard was a troll. Yeah. Well, this is all just. You know what? I would accept that at this point. If this was just a troll job, sorry guys. Here's the real album comes out next week. You know, honestly, uh, I didn't even like the album cover for this one. It was the just, fever dream. Like it's yeah. just like the pink eye or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, it, with, it looked like it was like done with like watercolors or something. I was gonna it say was, it's a very like um, finger paint esque. <laughs> yeah, um, like you said, Ragnar is definitely a solid vocalist. But I've always liked is it is it Nana the female yeah. vocalist? I call yeah, her I've, Nana. Yeah, I've always preferred her voice out of the two but i like when they come together because they have a unique sense of chemistry that really makes the songs likable and yep. they did so little vocal chemistry on this record that it was like were I you even in the too. studio were you even at the studio at the same time at the same time right because on both beneath the skin and my head is an animal so many songs relied on them like going back and forth in dialogue format to sing songs yes. and then also work harmonizing together and even though their vocal patterns are very different they mesh so well and they didn't even try to go for that on this album. No. When you set the bar as high as Little Talks on your first album and you do tell a story throughout a song and you trade back and forth on vocals, I mean, it's kind of, not to say it's like required to make the rest of your material solid, but it's always a nice nod to the fans, especially everyone who enjoys that aspect. And this just more felt like a slap. It's like, oh, we don't really have any of that on this record. So if you liked that before, then sorry. Sorry, you, then you still have that song on your iPod, right? Oh, you don't have an iPod? Oh, well. Ooh, Ooh then sorry. I guess you're you're out of luck. You're SOL. <laughs> yeah, I guess you just have to listen to our backtracks while we all, <laughs> while our bassist and our drummer just click around on a Casio keyboard for a yeah, while. Yeah, they weren't in the studio for this they record were. either. <laughs> Where were they? Did you see um, some, they did some special music videos for like alter performances of Alligator and Little Talks. Like these are like, very electronic and slowed down, almost not shoegaze, but very stripped down into studio versions on YouTube. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the one for Alligator. I okay. think it was like a, a Vivo Presents or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah, and they did one for Little Talks too. Okay, in I didn't those, see that. though, yeah, I mean Ragnar's playing the piano, and hmm. then the bassist is playing on a keyboard, and then the drummer's in the back, just kind of hitting two drums, and it's like, what the heck? That's this is a, the whole album. This is it. Like, that's like when Weezer performs Can't Stop Partying Live. Literally everyone in the band is on keyboards. <laughs> Does, I feel like Weezer does that because they think it's funny. Yeah. Of Monsters but here and it's Man, an artistic statement. Like, with them. Oh, yeah. That's what sucks, too, because this is like their college artistic reaching out phase, and they're trying to get the attention of people for being unique and different from what they were. Uh, the problem is they were so fantastic with what they were. 
Well, here's like I said in my review of this record, I think what it boils down to for me is that I get really frustrated, not dependent all on of Monsters and Men, but when so many bands and artists continuously say that they're tired of writing a song this way and they're tired of following whatever rock or folk rock or indie uh, vibe that they've been doing in the past. And they're like, we want to mix it up. But it's like, oh, okay, what are you going to mix it up to? And like 99 times out of 100, it's just going like pop or going super processed. Beep, beep, boop, beep. Yeah. Yep. And, and that was just, last year that like last year we said, like talked about year of the beep boop. Yeah. yeah. It's going. I, I think it's died down some and it's, we have it's, seen it's, it's lessened for sure. Yes. But it's still frustrating just to see somebody capable of a lot more kind of almost yeah. dumbing down their skills. And I, it's weird to see like somebody who I thought was too far gone, like sleeping with sirens to actually come back with something not necessarily great, but actually like heavier again so there's been some bands and artists that have turned back to rockier tendencies but it's definitely a shame for monsters and men to see them kind of take this easier way out i suppose yeah it's like they took a unique easier way out of it and it's so disappointing because i go back to what i was thinking they are the band i thought could make it work yeah with how creative they were and they didn't this mm-hmm. was them. It's been four years. We really, really need to do something to keep make sure people remember us. How did you feel about the production on this record? Because Rich Costi, I believe, uh, produced this album. And you might recall, like, he's done obviously yeah. a lot of albums over the years. He, but he did Simulation Theory by Muse last year, too. It's not that I thought it was unlevel or unbalanced or anything. But I just felt some of it was flat at some points. Like, the volume yeah. of a lot of the electronic, electronic effects, and it was a boatload of all came in at the same pitch and it's just it became kind of a mishmash of um overflowing electronic backtracks almost as if it's just like it wasn't again it wasn't like it was on level it all was just like the steady flat line of sound like when you see the audio readouts and editing software it's just like one solid like readout and that's it I think it kind of really uh, manifested itself in the worst way on the track Stuck in Gravity because the synthesizers, when they kick in on that track, it, they just, I love synths. I really do. Like, they're a great tool when they're utilized well, but I just felt that on this record and this track particular, in particular, uh, Stuck in Gravity, they came across so flat. It was like somebody standing in an ice rink somewhere or like in the middle of an office, just like in a really mundane setting, like playing the synth, just deadpan face to the camera. (laughs) Man, that's art house type stuff too. And that's like, you get that feeling too. It's just like those, these like solid notes echoing out while Ragnar sings over it for like a good 20 minutes straight. And there's no variance. I mean, there are some songs on there. You'd have to tell me what the title is just so I could remember what it is. Like jog my memory because so much of it just like blends in together. Yeah. That's what it, it all circles back to the fact that it's forgettable and it's, it's something that you probably are not going to remember after a couple of listens. And even those that do enjoy it. I mean, I encourage you to like come back, you know, in six months and see how you feel about that versus beneath the skin or my head is an animal after the six month point, and those records lifespan. Yeah. And I still listen to both of those occasionally. Yeah, I'll come back to them. But something yeah. that I think that people won't forget is the disaster that's going on right now with Woodstock 50. I know the producers won't forget it. Oh, they, they are having some nightmares over there. Please, okay, I, I said I wanted to talk about this. Please, I want to see what your updates are. I want to see like what you know about the situation. I want to see if I can fill in the gaps too, because I think we both might have all the pieces together. But there's some people out there, like because the news is coming in every day now. That right, it's, it's every more... day there's some sort of update about a permit or a new venue Ugh. or whatever. So At, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so what I've pieced together is essentially that they've moved from the original site that they wanted to hold it at in New York to the uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion Pavilion in Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, Maryland, which is not at all close to New York for any of you geography-inclined people out there. How do we get the Woodstock vibe going? Let's move to several states away. Right, let's do that. Let's hold it somewhere that's going to also hold about, instead of 150,000, I think this holds about 36,000. At best. At at best. best. At best. And they're holding it, I believe it's the same day. It's August 16th through the 18th. But it's just... Less than a month away, and you're t- and also 
the other update uh, that people not, might not be familiar with is what about all the artists and the bands that they announced? Well, Dead and Company have bailed. Jay-Z has bailed. I John think, Fogarty said yes. he's not going to be there. John Fogarty, Mr. Woodstock, is yeah. not going to be there. Well, Dead and Company aren't going to be there. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, the actual Grateful Dead were obviously at the original Woodstock. So you're losing not only like newer people, like I think the Killers have also pulled out and then Jay-Z. You're not only losing them, which are big draws, you're losing the Deadheads. You're losing a lot of dedicated fans that would have gone for the classic rock vibe. Right. And okay. And say, you know what? Worst case scenario, you know what? The people in Maryland, the DC area, they'll have a new show. They'll come out to check it out. You still don't have one artist announced for who is absolutely going to be there. Nope. Nope. And no I would not, confirmed. I would not put money on there being anybody to, I feel like they'll maybe rope in like two decently sized artists. Like we might get like a Miley Cyrus headlining situation or something. And then this Ashley is... O oh, headlining the second day. <laughs> and then Ashley O on the second <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, that'll Just put that'll... on a wig. Just put yeah. on a wig. Just put it, come on. Time. And then for the third day, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Exactly. That's like, hey, remember me from the Disney channel? And she has the wrong wig on. Oh, yes. crap. crap. Oh, this is the Ashley Owen. Sorry. Sorry. It's the best of both worlds. Sorry. That's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I just don't get it. And that's the other news. Now, as reports were saying today, Woodstock 50 might be a free event. Yes. I, I think that's kind of absurd don't you that's insane considering how much they were going to originally charge for a three-day pass that you could not buy single tickets for who is paying for this i don't know but if they did pay their money they better get every cent of it back or that's a big fatty class action lawsuit okay so uh, so now that it might possibly be free Luke, what would it take to get you there? What would it take to get you to Maryland to just see this event firsthand for yourself? If somebody reached out and was like, I've got a pass secured or I've got two passes secured for you, what would it take for you to actually go? Okay. Um, I would have to know who's running it. And by that, I mean, like, I've been to festivals and you've been to festivals too. I would have to know who is actually running this. Is this like a big production company or is this... Um, Mr. Thompson, the farmer who was originally just said, Hey, I got a place in Maryland. You can run it at folks. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to match on that. Then I would have to know every band on that lineup, not just this tepid. Oh, we'll have names for you. Then it would have to have all these other intricacies. Like everything would have to be put like written in stone, made sure that everything was going to go off without a hitch, set times, bands, daily schedules, how many tickets are going to sell? Are the tickets going to be free or not? Mm -hmm. Do I get a photo pass? Do my per the plus two get in for free? Am I going to be working this? Or am I just going to be just like told to go into the front gate and say, okay, have fun. Is it <laughs> going to be a nice park? All these like huge stakes. And here's the kicker. August 16th through 18th, mm -hmm. it's July 29th. I, that I, you know, I, I, I don't even think I've gotten a handle on the fact that July is almost over, but you're right. That's like two weeks. and a half weeks from now, two and a half get, weeks from now. You better get your act together. They still probably don't even have anything set up physically yet. If this happens, I would put money on it not happening. Yeah, that, right, right now at this point, I would put money on it not happening. But okay, say by some miracle, some extraterrestrial force bringing <laughs> everything together for Woodstock 50 and you start a seeing... A stage miraculously appears on the ground. Yes, and it just drops in and it's like Brandon <laughs> Flowers from The Killers is standing on it and it's a sign and all the other bands sign back up. No, what if you start seeing posts in your Instagram or Twitter feed and it's like, okay... Some people that I actually really want to see that weren't on the original have signed up, along with some of the ones that were originally announced have actually recommitted. Would you consider it? Or I would, would it be too much chaos? I would consider it if they paid. Like, literally, mm. not only paid for hotel, but paid for the flight also. Okay. Okay. That's it. And like I would work like I would work it too. I would actually do photos. I would run press for it. I would actually, I would not just sit back and like lay on the grass and do nothing. Right. But at right. the same time, I have so such little faith in this actually coming through that I am, if you like betting money on no, I can see this happening probably, oh, a week ahead of time, the weekend before them saying, um, due to potential inclement weather from our forecast <laughs> on the 10 day, we don't think this is going to work out, guys. Yeah, I'm sure the inclement weather is the problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I just... 
I think it would be for for me if, like you said, like if somebody was taking care of the uh, the hotel and stuff like that. But only then would I consider it simply because. Okay, yeah, it's Woodstock 50, but also I would go not because, oh, wow, what a legendary event. I would go maybe because, oh, my God, this is going to be insane. And I can say that, oh, I was at Woodstock 50 yeah. and it was the biggest. And that's the thing, too. Like, if I could get, like, the the treatment we had at Sonic Temple where we could actually go into a building and get the VIP, beyond VIP treatment and, like, have, right. like, a ref, like, someplace for refuse and to yeah. be comfortable and not in the mix, but we could watch it, though. And like, kind of watch the um, barn burn, into, so to speak. <laughs> instead of a instead of a nice little tent with Wi-Fi and everything, we'd show up and it would be the Firefest tent. Yeah, with a oh, half-eaten two, two by fours. Um, there's like, oh hey, so uh, you're here. Um, well, we have one extension cord and two plugs <laughs> for all your gear. We have Ethernet <laughs> cables for your iPhones. Yeah, please share. <laughs> Please share. Please share Ethernet cables. Wi-Fi is not working right now. Sorry. Oops. That's we do have dial-up. Does anybody have their desktop <laughs> on them? They have the little like forty-five, the <laughs> RJ eleven cords. <laughs> Come on. Who doesn't have a dial-up fo- dial-up phone in their car? Come on, guys. Come on now. Does anybody have their AOL nine point startup disc? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh instead of like um at the soundboard instead of all the like the computers and like on the speakers they have the old stuff like the old ibm monitors yes <laughs> and they're like banging on those trying to get everything to connect and work it's not working <laughs> <laughs> play an acoustic set they won't know <laughs> oh it's and not like, gonna happen it's not gonna uh, happen yeah, i like i'm the same thing i'm not a betting man i would bet money on it not happening there's two if they had all these problems they're having now a year ago in the planning yeah. and they still had a year yeah. to plan for it totally different i just totally different two weeks what is it two and a half three yeah. weeks two and a half well, weeks are you kidding me there's no yeah. way it's it's almost kind of hilarious how badly they've handled this entire situation yeah. because it's like they're t- they turned in the thing to get their permit again for new york city late and they turned it in late from maryland too and it's like yeah. are you even trying to- are like are you trying to like find reasons to get out of it? Oh, right. don't blame us. The state of Maryland's not trying. The man's trying to put us down for your festival. That's what Warp Tour did in uh in Wilmington, North Carolina, a couple of years ago because it was supposed to be the first ever Wilmington Warp Tour, and literally like a less than a week before, they said the city of Wilmington isn't letting this happen. So sorry. Really? And guess what? Guess who had already booked an Airbnb for the weekend and just had to go down and waste money on a beach trip for nothing? <laughs> Wilmington? Yeah. Well, I used to live there, man. I used okay. to live there, and I didn't want to go back that soon. So, first of all, Wilmington's a new city to my ears. Second of all, <laughs> I didn't know that happened with um a warp Tour stuff. That's nuts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was – I was so mad. And then, to top it all off – they said that they were going to honor any tickets from the Wilmington Warp Tour at the Raleigh or Charlotte, North Carolina dates. So okay. Anna and I roll out to that. We go to the Raleigh one, I believe, and we show up at the box office and they're like, oh, we can't accept the, these. Ooh. So, so up. we bought two rounds of tickets for Warp Tour and we didn't even get to go to one. That is so messed up. I mean, Warp Tour is no longer a tour. It's a yeah, RIP. festival. Exactly. <laughs> I have been I have covered works three warp tours three years in a row. I can honestly say this. I get the appreciation for it. I get what they were trying to do, and I get it's a fun summer thing. It is the most chaotic, unorganized festival you could ever imagine. It's they pack it up and tear it down in a day. In a so. day, and then on to the next it's like a circus. Yep. And no one cares about what happens. Set times are made the night before. No right. one knows what's going on. The musicians are trying to make their money. They're trying to do it, and it's a good gig, but they're just along for the ride, too. They don't know what's going on. Security couldn't care less of the venues. No, no one knows where anything is. No one knows what's going on, and it's just, okay, break it down. We sucked out of enough money out of these, out of all these fans. Let's go, on. Let's go on, to the ne- on to the next date. All right, Kansas City, you're up next, you know, and that's Ronnie it. Ratke, you're driving. <laughs> you're driving to the next day we're following you it's that scene in dumb and dumber you drove halfway across the country in the wrong direction, wrong direction. <laughs> oh. uh, 
yeah. Hopefully, Ronnie Radke is leaving you alone for a yeah, while. I, well, I've uh, I've actually I've I've just left Twitter alone. I've actually um, yeah. as of uh, I guess it's another a few more days from the date of recording this, but it's almost about a month since I left Twitter now. Nice. That's you know what? How do you, be honest? How do you feel? I honestly, in that department of my life, feel a whole lot more clarity. I feel a lot of weight off of my shoulder, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said shoulder singular. Like only one of my shoulders is free. It's like that yeah. backpack in the nineties, you know. Yeah, you exactly. Like, I'm still you don't have to wear both like a dork. Yeah, exactly. I'm just one strapping this mofo over here. <laughs> one strapping my Twitter <laughs> problems. Yeah, exactly. No. Um honestly, no, I do feel a lot more uh clear because I mean, I think we all get sucked into the whole like, oh, like I'm on this rabbit hole of just looking through this thread and looking at this and I'm looking for anything that's being said, either maybe about like one of my videos or I'm just, I don't know. It's kind of like not entirely. I don't want to just say I used it as a time waster, but I think it was more toxic for me because of the way that I ended up like perceiving what it should be for. And I just, I don't know. It's, it, it was a little too argumentative and uh, I needed some time away and Instagram. I'm liking a whole lot more. Yeah. I'm still trying to play the Instagram game because I use it for my photography, but I still need to be better about promoting my other stuff on it too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. What I've uh, what I've boiled it down to is um, like with your stories and stuff, you can turn it on because at first I was like, oh, I'll just leave it so that, you know, anyone can like reply to the story or whatever. But then mm -hmm. I realized, oh, that's just going to do to me like what Twitter did. Twitter and did. I'll, yeah. I'll, get, I'll sit there like and just like read the replies and stuff. And I don't really need to throw myself back into that. So it's not like I don't want any feedback on the stuff, but it's like I'll add a poll within the Instagram story or whatever. And that's an easier way for me Smart. to like, gauge feedback and stuff without having to waste my time sitting back or getting like, I guess, tempted, I will say right now as I'm kind of uh, distancing myself from like reading replies constantly. So I, it's an engaging, it's a more engaging platform, a more lucrative one for me right now. That's smart. I need to get better on that too. I might hit you up later on tips. Because yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I mean, Instagram's like I was late to the game on Instagram in the first place, and I use it primarily for concert photography, but I want to expand, and I think that's a good way to get people from Instagram to YouTube because everyone has both on their phone anyway. Right. And Instagram is just blowing up. I mean, yes, yeah. Twitter is very popular, but Instagram, I mean, I've notoriously seen with I have half the amount of followers on Instagram that I do on Twitter, but I see way more engagement on yeah. Instagram. And Instagram is infinitely less toxic than Twitter. Absolutely. And what I was not even cutting, close. No, exactly. What I was getting at with uh, Instagram, it's so nice that you can turn it uh, so so that only people that uh, you follow can reply to your story. That's why you were able to reply to my story earlier today when we were talking, because yep. I've got it so that only people I'm following on Instagram can actually reply. So yeah, a it's a nice feature. Too. Yeah. And that would be nice if Twitter had that feature, but obviously it's more based on conversation. Twitter won't kick you out unless you like threaten death or something violent. And even then they'll still allow you if you're famous. Oh yeah. And I, I have experienced that firsthand. Oh, that's I'm right. Not gonna, uh, <laughs> oh. I, I, yeah, I've experienced that firsthand. And even with those tweets reported, they did nothing about it. Yep. So once you get that blue check mark, you're a celebrity status. You can do whatever you want. It's the unless wild enough West. people get outraged about it, and then they'll yeah, temporarily take away your badge or something. Yeah, and even then, you get it back after a while anyway. Right. So we're going to take it away for two days now. You it's think like about the what you did, Ronald? Second grade. Yeah. All right, you brought your thing from home. We have to keep it for the rest of the day. Then you can have it back. Now, Ronald, were you threatening people <laughs> vehemently on the internet again? He said my songs sucked well ronald that doesn't mean that you have to fight fire with fire yes I'm it gonna does i promise i'm gonna punch him in the face well why i'm gonna write a note to your mother no don't do that i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> thank you for my ronald ronald radke impression ronald. everyone yes. ronald <laughs> ronald do we need to tell your little girlfriend about what you're doing no no don't let her break up with me <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over that. I, I know. And not I'm, my place. Not my place. But I still. I agree. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Man, if we could read minds on that one, there. It's, uh, you know what? It's just that's one of those things. You yeah. have you. You have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. They have brains. You know what? And they can yep. see right from wrong. We should be thankful for that. That's that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. And they call us on our BS. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is correct. 100%. Can we curse on the show? I've never been Absolutely. quite clear on the rules. Yeah, you can. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so two other things. Let's move away from Woodstock because, again, it's... Yeah, let's just move away from Woodstock because I know. that's... Of, Woodstock's of moving away anyway. It's closer to you now than it is to me. That's your it problem. Is. It that's, is. I'll deal with... That's an East Coast problem. That is true. So hopefully you guys survive it. They don't say, you know what? We're going to go a few hours south just to be safe. We're going to North Carolina. We're going to Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, no. Not this again. <laughs> oh, no. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't believe that either. You would have to show me aerial footage of the stages set up before I even start making travel plans. <laughs> Uh, so another thing that happened over this weekend, which is kind of awesome and very timely for what's going on, the Knotfest Roadshow just kicked off on the West Coast. And over the weekend, Slipknot's Corey Taylor literally stopped the show because it was getting so rowdy that EMTs had to get in through the, like, through the crowd to the mosh pit to get someone that was having a seizure. And Corey Taylor stopped the song to literally scream at people, knock it off, there's someone hurt, clear the way for EMTs. Now, were the fans being pretty, like, uncooperative? Because I haven't looked into this one a ton. But I, the it's, I honestly, okay, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt of this one. I don't even think they were being uncooperative. They were just so into it, they didn't know. that. Right, I was about to, to say, it's it. probably not entirely their fault. Like, that you don't no. know, you can't hear, you can't see everybody in the crowd, obviously. Especially but. at a Slipknot show at night. Heck yeah. no. Oh, There's yeah. no. Some of your senses are completely gone at that point. Right. Right. So I honestly, I give the benefit of the doubt to that one just because of the environment it was. There's no way they could have seen EMTs. They don't have a siren blaring either, like trying to get to the crowd. Though now that I think about it, it's not a bad idea. They have like the little cop siren. Yeah, put a little mini one on something and make your way through. Yep. Even if it doesn't have to do sound, you could do light just so it that could, way people know. It could just put the light on and then it could play Make Him Away Downtown. <laughs> Vanessa Carlson at a Slipknot show. <laughs> Slipknot show. Make, make him my way downtown. downtown. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Corey and Vanessa Carlson. I didn't expect that one before. <laughs> yeah, didn't you hear? She's uh, she's coming on the Solway Firth remix. Yeah, she's a maggot. She likes Slipknot too. She's, she's a maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Slipknot featuring Vanessa Car is it Carlton or Carl? What what is she has she done anything ever since that song? You know, I would be lying if I said I knew. I honestly I, I, that's the only one thing I remember of her. But that song that song was in every movie and TV show at the time. It's and then, still it's still kind of around. <laughs> it's still around because of that, and not even the whole song. Just you know that beginning that. and the first chorus, and then that's right. it. Exactly. That's all. It that's is a really whole song. all. You yeah, it is an entire song, though. I know that. No, it's just a meme. I think it's just a meme from the <laughs> it's early just 2000s. A 60, it's just a 60-second second meme song. <laughs> That's it. Man, she hit the jackpot with that, then. <laughs> assuming, that she, uh, assuming that she is a uh, maggot, but uh, but what does Vanessa Carlton think of the yeah. new, <laughs> new Slipknot track? What does her mask look like? <laughs> oh plot twist she's been in the band the whole time no she's the new she's the new member <laughs> she's the new one she replaced um sid yes or not sid um no uh chris clown yeah chris ben chris yeah chris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so, vanessa carlton <laughs> we need to find someone just as intense and crazy behind the percussion as chris was welcome vanessa carlton making her way downtown it's vanessa carlton she's like stomping angrily shouting her own song <laughs> making my way downtown comes out the custer the cut 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 me up and fuck, fuck me <laughs> making my way 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 downtown <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus. God. So what okay. did you think? What did you think of Solway Firth? I thought it was fantastic. It was heavy and dark as promised, and they delivered on that. I like it. I might be in the minority on this. I like it a little bit better than Unsainted. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I what I noticed right away about this track is the fact that it's kind of got a crazy tempo to it. Like it changes a lot. It does. I mean, you know, like yeah, and metal like metal songs, like they like will do like different tempos, different bridges, different speeds. There'll be arrhythmic guitars, things like that. Well, Slipknot threw all that into a blender at certain points of this song, but they right. still kept everything real heavy and like really went for it on here. Right. It it surprised me because I thought at first it might be like one of the slower songs on the record and the, one of the less heavy ones, but I was completely caught yeah, off guard. It, it, it builds up. It, there's yeah. a good build up. Yeah, I like the music video as yeah. well. 
I do too. I mean, I don't like again. I haven't heard the album yet. I'm hoping advanced copy. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. If it doesn't, fine. Yeah. I'm hoping this is an evolution again because it's, Slipknot, it sounds Slipknot, like it will be. Yeah, and Slipknot has done that and done it pretty successfully over time. Looking all the way back from the self-titled to Iowa, all the way up to we're um the gray chapter from 2014, 2015. Yeah, and that they, being significantly different from All Hope is Gone. Exactly, and they've done a good job. And go, even going back to Volume 3, they've done a good job at making sure each album has an identity. Each one yeah. actually is signif- like significantly enough, different enough from previous albums so that way you know exactly what you're listening to without losing the identity of Slipknot. And I, what's cool also is that so many people will give you so many different answers as far as what their best album is, which is going to make my life hell when it comes time to do a ranked Slipknot episode. Ranked. Yeah, Slipknot ranked is going to be wild. So, so is the top 10, honestly. I mean, if <sighs> I'm, I'm going to need a little bit of time on that. I don't think the top 10 will get you as much flack as the ranked one. No, the ranked will. And that, that comes with the territory with certain and that's, bands. Yeah. And you know what? And I think that's okay. Like for Slipknot, though you're still going to get something good no matter what. That's kind of the difficult part about it. You're not ranking anything bad, ex- like maybe their early bi- album before Corey joined the band. Right, you right. want to count that. I mean, exactly. that's that's really not even fair, though. And after that, it's just going to be like, I'm going to have to do some deep listening to their discography because it's like, I don't know what I'm going to put at the worst, you know? Yeah. Because and, and I know it's going to be an unpopular opinion, probably, no matter what, because there are so many dedicated fans for the sound of all hope is gone for 0.5 the gray chapter and i'm sure there will be for the new record we are not your kind so yep. it's and i'm I just i'm interested to see where this new one's gonna land for me i am too i'm very this is what i've been excited for like for quite a while yeah. i know the guys put a lot of effort into this one to making sure this is something they stand by everything they've done so far has held up to their name and they're like and from what i also understand people are digging the crap out of the new music live yeah yeah that they've only had two shows they take that for what it's worth but people are loving it yeah exactly and you're they 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 make the fans happy they're making music fans in general happy people that aren't even necessarily maggots even you know people that just casually enjoy their music have really been into carlton (laughs) yeah (laughs) vanessa carlton's really been digging unsainted vanessa carlton is cover live at her concert vanessa carlton is slipknot's number one fan I would pay uh, good money. I would donate to her Patreon or something if she had one to get an unsainted cover. Yes, just with her on the piano, though. She's like, ne- covering the lyrics. I'm never gonna sell the world to my soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Vanessa Lee Carlton, she has to have had... She still performs every now and then. She had... Um... Okay, she has not done much. Since that doesn't surprise me. Then I'm looking up her Wikipedia right now because, like, it just got me so confused. Has she had Sorry. any albums since? Well, I'm, I'm gonna look through her discography. Okay. Oh my goodness. 2007, 2011, 2015, and an upcoming album in 2019. I just found a new most anticipated record of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely cool and Slipknot. <laughs> it's just entirely Slipknot covers. Yeah, cut like you said, Custer before. I'm yes. sure she could just like bang on the lowered notes on the piano. Bang, <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> it's just going to be all piano and then percussion from Clown. Yes. <laughs> He's just screaming and laughing his head off with like banging on the drum. <laughs> no bass, no guitars, <laughs> just piano and drums. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is the perfect duet. Why hasn't this happened yet? Corey, if I know you'll ever hear you need to make this happen. Oh my God. I just, I can't, I'm just trying to picture some of the Iowa session covers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dis, uh, disaster piece. Yes. Oh, <laughs> hearing her sing that like with a stripped down piano and drum session. Oh man, that'd be creepy. That's like, black, that's like black mirror levels of creepy. I just, that would be okay. That would be actually a really interesting episode of black mirror. Vanessa Carlton. Wakes up one day as a member of Slipknot and is not sure why she's in the body of Corey Taylor. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, what was uh, being John Malkovich, but it's being Corey Taylor. <laughs> and it's Vanessa Carlton. She can't escape. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to be a part of this band. I don't know how to act it. Like, she's like looking at it like 
30,000 angry metal fans all wearing like mask and freakish makeup and black t-shirts. And every time she sings, it comes out as like Corey Taylor's vocals, yeah, but internally she voice. hears it as herself. Yeah, it's still Corey's <laughs> voice though that yes. everyone's hearing, but she doesn't know what to do with it. She doesn't know like the actual song, so she just starts screaming random profanity and hopes that it kind of sounds good you know what get Corey on the phone i think we've got an idea right here to pitch uh, you know i've never called Corey on the phone with his number however i feel like this might be the best chance to i really think this is something. the time i think this is the time he's on stage right now yeah oh, oh this is this is my buddy luke here hey what's up luke hey man uh, just catching a good time here i got an idea to pitch about my upcoming uh film where vanessa carlton switches bodies with you stop the show tell me more luke <laughs> yeah. she's actually here on stage right now <laughs> what vanessa carlton <laughs> she struts on stage and, just like, in the background you hear making yeah. my way down she has like this lovely evening gown, like that's bright red. <laughs> Just look at all that. It's making my way downtown. <laughs> yeah, we're actually doing a cover live right now. Can I help you? Uh, Corey, the crowd sounds really angry right now. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll angry, it. you mean into it. They'll dig it. They'll dig it. Just give it a chance, everyone. Boo! Hiss! Die! Thank you! <laughs> Oh wait, oh there's. A, I think there's a reason why we're not working in Hollywood. Dang it! I feel like this would be such gold. We could have been bajillionaires <sighs> if only we got Vanessa fired would... on the first day. <laughs> if only Corey and Vanessa would cooperate. Man, there's such a world of potential there too. You know, what does it say? I'm gonna look this up. She has a new album coming out. Slipknot has a new album coming out. What if know? they were the same day? What if they were the? I'm looking it up. Uh, cover songs. If this is life. August 9th, I swear to God. It doesn't. It doesn't. Love is an art. Okay, hang on. Vanessa Carlton. Love is an art. Wow, that's a creative name, Vanessa. <laughs> when is it coming out? Nick mixed, mastered, and ready to go. That was back at the end of May. So, <laughs> it, um, has it come out yet? He flew that far under the radar. <laughs> I'm looking on her website, which has a bunch of drawings of naked women. Oh, v Vanessa. Good, sweet, mercy. Okay, it's it's New direction. Vanessa, they like show the opening. <laughs> Are you at your computer? Yeah, I actually just went on the website and I'm wow. <laughs> Go to VanessaCarlton.com. What are we looking at? <laughs> well, uh, I would not have walked a thousand miles to go here but wow um Man, talk about not being like backhanded with something like just crazy god i thought my parental controls would have caught this <laughs> like yeah this is the type of thing like the vinyl there's for folks watching at home, like listening at home there's like a vinyl fold out that shows like the tr the three lp vinyl set if you want to buy it folds out and it shows like a naked woman on each side? <laughs> on each side. And like the actual featured section has another naked woman in black and white holding her breasts. And then there's like a... There's like a triangle covering There's like a crudely downstairs. drawn uh, ladies parts downstairs. What, what is the Vanessa? It's, um, you know, I, uh, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I really genuinely don't know. That is the last thing that I ever expected. To me, in my Man. head, Vanessa Carlton is like, a Carly Rae Jepsen. Pure innocence. Yeah, right. that song is pure innocence. It comes out on Black Friday. It's saying honor about aiming for Black Friday, November twenty third. A Black Friday release, hmm. and we Man. just and we see tomorrow that Slipknot gets delayed till then. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have something bigger in line for projects. We, <laughs> we had to make room for one more collaborator. We had to make room for one more. We just saw Vanessa Carlton's website. She's one of us. <laughs> she's she's one. Man, this is the biggest find I've seen in a long time. Folks. Oh my goodness! Van Never Vanessa. in a million years, Vanessa. Never Guess in a thousand this. miles. Oh, 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 man. Okay, well, I want to close out of this website before my mom walks in. That's what it feels like, right? If, yeah, this is the type of website. Like, honestly, if your mom did walk in and you're seeing this, just that front page of VanessaCarlton.com. You go. What are you looking at? But no, no, I'd walk a thousand miles, mom. I'm it's doing. I'm, I'm doing an art assignment. Uh huh. You're grounded. You haven't been in school in 15 years, and this is why, because I keep looking up Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> well, that was eye-opening. Okay. Um, Literally. To wrap up. So, um, one cool thing that you just released is like uh, on your Seven on Sunday series, you talked about some of the bands 
that are such solid musicians, such great bands that have great albums, really aren't pulling it off live. Yeah, there's just, I I don't know if I would say that all of them are such solid musicians in the studio either. Okay, fair enough. Popular. These are popular bands and well-known bands. And well-known artists such as uh, Mr. DJ Khaled, if that that name rings a bell to anyone out there. It does. I've not seen that man live. Have you? Uh, I, 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 I haven't, but I have seen enough of his performances for whatever reason. He seems to be the go-to guy to book for like a video game awards ceremony and also uh, like NBA and NFL related like halftime shows. But not- yep. so he uh, basically gets on stage, uh, hits play on the laptop and then jumps around saying his name. So what's the appeal for a full concert? Well, um, he he uh, he did some dates last year touring okay. the country, uh, tour- touring this marvelous country, opening for uh, pop singer Demi Lovato. And That's a good get. That's a good uh, opening spot. It's, it's a great one, and it really was driving the people into the stadiums in masses. And uh, <laughs> I just I recommend that you get there in time for him to uh, to see him play "Turn Down for What." His cover of that, and by cover I mean hitting play on the laptop and then shouting along with the lyrics and saying DJ Khaled over it. Wow. And that yeah. man has more money than we're gonna see in our Yep. I will never I will never see even an ounce of that wealth. And uh you know, <laughs> uh that's okay. You know, if 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 that much money turned me into D in, into the next DJ Khaled, then I'd say, you know what, I'll stay poor. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> You need some integrity in life. Some uh, you need some work ethic, you know, right. to build yourself. Something to keep me humble, right? But and DJ Khaled, of course, not being a band. I, I I of course did have other bands on there like uh Modest Mouse, which I think are really hit hit or miss. I've um, seen them live twice and you are completely right about that. And they're yeah. very hit and miss. I saw them once and it looks like could it was just a big mess. Then I saw them another and they sound solid. Yeah. And uh, it's and, and that's the exact thing that is that, that an I gauge. attitude thing? Is that just a? Vein? I think it is. I, don't know. I think it could be a uh, Isaac Brock attitude thing, honestly. And uh, you know, sometimes he's drunk on stage, sometimes he's not. You know, you never exactly know what you're gonna get. And uh, uh, Blink One Eighty Two were another one. Obviously, that's something that I, you've seen them live before, right? I or no, never you're seen Blink One Eighty Two live. I'm you're going to seeing... see them live. Hopefully for the first time at Aftershock Festival, um, they're closing out night two. Like they're like a big, they're like the fresh band in a like in a Aftershock, which is a yearly festival in Sacramento that usually relies on hard rock and metal. Last like they've had Deftones, Nine Inch Nails, Avenged Sevenfold, Slipknot, Tool, Headline. This year it's going to be made three days, and the headlining bands Friday night Slipknot, Sunday night Tool, Saturday night Blink One Eighty Two. Yep. <laughs> What a wild choice. Yeah, and like all the other bands on Saturday aren't like Blink either. That's playing so, right before Blink. What I just don't see what the uh what the draw is, especially in their current state, which is yes. in and my eyes, they're really struggling right now. They're really what did you think of the new song from Blink 182? Which one? <laughs> um oh the one that just came out with the album oh no i have not heard that one just because i had already heard three songs and i wanted yeah. to cap myself there gotcha. but I, okay. I i had heard generational divide um okay. blame it on my youth and uh what was it happy days okay so, which one was your personal favorite that you've heard so far happy days was probably my favorite Mine because too. i mean generational divide was cool and all but it was also like kind of like a middle finger to the fans because it was so short and it was also like haha you want us to play punk songs but we're not going to do that but here's like you get 30 seconds of it and that's it yeah that's it and they've done little joke like they've done joke tracks like that before too that almost even if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt maybe this is their little joke track that we'll have on this album they did that on california but at the same time when we keep hearing about their changing like they're trying to do things a little bit different a touch and we hear this, it's like, oh, this isn't getting me excited for the new album. No, I mean, like, as much as I might think Happy Days is okay, I didn't, like, I haven't come back to it really since I reviewed it. And uh, definitely not blame it on my youth. Yeah. And I think Happy Days is fine. I, yeah, it's uh, fine. It's, it's, yeah. It can exist, and I have if no issue was, with it. I think it. if that was the first song to, like, break, I think it might have helped Blink-182 a little bit more. Yeah, and I've hype. been... I, I've heard good things about Dark Side. I just haven't heard it myself. Have you heard it? 
I had. I think it's fine too. Not as good as Happy Days, but still, it's fine. Hmm. But at the same time, like I'll leave that for judgment for you because I want to hear the whole album. Also, yeah. the super creative album title and album artwork from Blink-182's new one. You, can you please describe what we're going to be getting from that? Dude, I am honestly so upset. Like, it shouldn't bother me, but I'm so annoyed. I'm so they've annoyed. They've done so much better and creative than they've, like, even if they want to go the blue route and do, like, uh, Enema of the State. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, that, that at least has become legendary in its own right just because of the nurse that you had on the front cover for Enema. Yep. And then take off your pants and jacket. I mean, come on. Like, it's like you've got the jacket, you've got the plane taking off, you got the yep. pants, and it's like, I get it. And the Untitled record is just a cool, like, you know, Blink-182 logo, essentially. And, yeah. you know, even that has become easily recognizable. This just looks like... This something, looks like fan art. Yeah, and MS Paint from like 2009. We went back. Like, a if it was just, yeah, it's like a neon light effect for Blink-182 and then just like a gradient of... Yeah, like th we this melt... Is, this is not even three minutes of work in like um, some of the Photoshop After Effects, or not After right. Effects, like in but, Illustrator, Illustrator. Right, it looks like you kind of melted down some crayons. And yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, and I, I can't stand how lazy it feels after how long they put off announcing the actual album cover and title because they were like, oh, we're going through so many different things and there's just so many different titles that we could possibly give it and everything. And hey, then this- they decide on? Nine, and Nine. it's their eighth album. <laughs> it's I, the, like, right. Mark, Mark's like, I'm counting Buddha now, and I'm like, Buddha is a damn shut demo. Buddha is shut up, Mark. Yeah, also Buddha's, like Incubus's most recent album was titled Eight, but at yeah. least that was their eighth album, right? It, if anything, call it eight. If anything, call it eight. But uh, it's just the most uninspired thing. That is one of my personal pet peeves that I can't stand. I would take a self-titled record, another self-titled record, like <laughs> Weezer. Blink One Eighty Two Two. Yeah, exactly. Well, technically, the last one was an untitled record, so maybe this okay. one could be the self-titled record. I, there you go. And oh. that's still, I know it's just so weird. I get Blink-182 has changed over the years. You know, Matt Skiba, I, I for one do like Matt Skiba as a yeah. part to fill in. Well, he's, I like yeah. him. he's fine. He's not good live, but, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know. I'm going to find that out for myself. But at the same time, I, yeah, when I saw that album cover and the album title, like, you've got to be kidding me. It's so phoned in and I just yeah, don't it understand. Is. It's like they're intentionally irritating fans at this point. Yeah. And they don't care. I, I honestly don't think they care what no, they're but gonna upset the fans with that. I know they don't care, but also yeah. at this point, I would honestly, as somebody who is in the past, has been like they're one of my favorite bands. I would prefer them retire than continue down this route. Really? Yeah, it's just get it's I, getting to know, that point for me. I hope the new album, the new music on it, it has some saving graces and can pull that back up. You know? Yeah, because that's the only thing that's really all that's gonna save it. Yeah, I think honestly at this point, at first I was kind of like, okay, good riddance Tom DeLonge when, you know, he was gone from the band or whatever. But now, yeah. years later, I'm missing what he brought to the table you, creatively. You're starting, to see, you're starting to see it a little bit, especially on I'm, the on the pop punk humor side, on the and, creativity side, keeping things lighthearted. I think that's where he came in. Yeah, and he was just, uh, is, I don't know how you feel about Neighborhoods, but I, yeah, looking back, that record has aged a whole lot better than some of their other albums. And, I would kind uh, of agree. I, yeah, I agree with that to a certain extent. I mean, especially, uh, what was the one before? Before uh, Anima California? Of the State? No, no, no. Oh, before Anima of the State, Dude Ranch? Yeah, yeah Dude Ranch. Mm -hmm. Some of Dude Ranch has not aged well. No, it hasn't. And people give me uh, give me hell for that, honestly, for not being a huge Dude Ranch enthusiast. But it's like, no, it's, guys, <laughs> they were. You know? That was just three kids at that point, right? And I mean, I'm like, I'm older at this point, and like, it's not like I can't laugh anymore or have fun. But it's like, Dude Dude Ranch was like really simple. It, nothing against yes. simplicity, but it was just simple from like both a lyrical and musical point of view. I mean, it, there's yeah. good songs on there, but. It's just not not at all one of my favorites. Exactly. It's not the masterpiece of Blink-182. I don't think... I think Blink-182 fans should be able to admit that, too. That's not their greatest achievement. Right. So what else were you thinking uh, in terms of live bands that aren't so great? Uh, just talking briefly about this, one of the ones that I've seen times and every single time they have poorly performed is Silver Sun Pickups. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, what sucks is because they have energy on stage. 
You can tell what songs they're going to play. You know they're going to play some of their big hits. I mm-hmm. like Silver Sun pickups, I, but every time I see them, it just reminds me they are a studio band because the lead singer cannot project his voice to save his life. <sighs> and that's and unfortunate because I've is. considered seeing them before. And it's like, I, I, for whatever reason, I've just never really looked up live performances, I guess, yeah. of them. I mean, I might have seen a couple of like in-studio sessions where he's really all mic'd up and, you know, it's yeah, better than... Yeah, and like he's mic'd up in a studio though. Like when you see him like in an amphitheater, like oh, I yeah. have, or a concert venue, like it's awful. Like some bands, some out. bands weren't meant to translate to an amphitheater. And somebody said that to me in the comments about Blink One Eighty Two, and I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like a pop punk band is meant for a more like rowdy, like uh, small intimate show, or at least an indoor show, and they're playing amphitheaters everywhere. And True. sometimes the sound just doesn't sound good. The mix is off. And they're going to be playing outdoor, the big outdoor festival in California too. Yep. Aftershock so. is a sell is already sold out. It sold out Ooh. months ago. That's a thirty thousand plus. Well, <laughs> so I hey, you know what? I'm going in with an open mind because not only is this my first time for Blink, this is the first time they're doing something like this at Aftershock. This is that dash of fla- that spice of variety um, for Aftershock, and they usually do like one or two like rap artists like yeah. thrown in all that rock. But like they had run the jewels, I think two years ago, and it was great. Yeah, it was a they, great little something different, you know. RTJ, but, I have I have seen firsthand. I saw them a couple of years ago at Boston Calling, and they're yeah. they're really good, li- uh, like live performance, especially like in rap. It can be hit or miss, but uh, I think yeah, exactly. They were they were on point, and they like actually rap the majority of their stuff instead of just backing tracks. Exactly. So I'm just I'm going to try to go in with an open mind. Here's hoping they can pull something off. I think since. They know all eyes are going to be on them. They're going to have to pull out the big guns because if they're going to perform after Rob Zombie, they know they got to step it up. Yeah. Rob Zombie's a showman. You're just going to walk out there and just kind of half-ass it? Most likely not. Just bust out all the small things as soon as Rob Zombie takes the stage. Just play it three times in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not going to get you home safely that night, guys. Sorry. That aftershock (laughs) crowd gets a little rowdy, especially since the night before is Slipknot and the night after is Tool. And co- I think it's Tool and Corn is Sunday night. Mm, that's so, gonna be uh, oof. And this will be the final. I know, I know. And there is sandwiches. The final thing we'll talk about really quick because uh, it also at aftershock. This is the big one because I got the email press release. Stained is making their big return. Ooh, Aaron Lewis gonna go off on a fan in the front row. Oh my gosh! And there's like they're announcing more tour dates because they're having their big re- reunion. But it's at Stained this time. So he's going to do it in front of big crowds. He's going to hold up his finger again and ask everyone to be quiet. You know, what I'm, what I'm thinking now, how, is, uh, how are the members of Stained that are in St. Sonia, Adam Gontier's new project, or newish project, going to pull off being in both of these bands since St. Sonia just came back? Would you rather be with Adam Gontier in a project that actually has musical merit or Stained going <sighs> through the hits while Aaron Lewis is screaming at the crowd and going off on his Fox News rants. Oh, you know, I'm going to have to give a uh, light it victory to le- Adam's band. It might be less money in the short term, but I think I'd have my dignity working with Adam and making something killer because I like Santa Sonia. I do too, and I like their new song a whole yep. lot. I really I enjoyed too. it. I really enjoyed it more than I thought I was going So, yeah. And there's two members from Stained in there now. Yeah, exactly. And so they're just going to pull... Either Santa Sonia is going to release a new album and not tour, which would suck. Ooh, yeah. That or as it's stained, dare I say this, going to release a new album after they're touring. I really just hope that we're going to have to call. I hope we can call it a day after that self-titled record. So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm oh. hoping this. I just all I want. I'll leave it at this and then we'll start wrapping it up. I have been asked for years to do a regretting the past on a stained album. I've always said no because I've never heard a full stained album, like all <laughs> the way from front to back. Really? Okay? That's surprising. I know. I never have. I, you know, and I've listened to plenty of stained, don't get me wrong. I've never heard a stained album front to back. I hmm. want the events to happen when they have their big reunion shows at the festivals this fall, see what happens with there. And if all of that goes to crap, if everything is still a mess and he's still screaming at fans and if they release new music that sucks out loud, then yeah, I'll do one at the end of the year. I would love to see that. I think that uh, <sighs> you've, you've got several options that you could pick. I, from. I know. That's what the thing is too. Like I've had so many like different suggestions. On why 
um, either 13 shades of gray or dysfunctional should get it or whichever one. But it's like, ugh, I, 50 I, shades of gray. <laughs> That's what their new album's called. <laughs> oh my God. 13 shades gray two. 50 shades of gray. And it's just all like written by the author of, uh, of, Aaron, <laughs> of the Aaron Lewis is just reading 50 shades of gray, like an audiobook <laughs> to like an acoustic guitar. He's rapping it. Oh, oh my gosh. It still would go better than the crap country tours he did screaming at people. Folks, Ugh. if you haven't heard, if seen that, just go online and like Aaron Lewis freak out. That's all you have to do on YouTube and you'll see tons of cell phone footage of him screaming at people. It's awful. It's the best. And I hope to see that on your list of uh, musician it meltdowns. It releases tomorrow and it is. Or and it's the first one. Well, there it is, ladies I and gents. I couldn't hold. Like, I had to start with that one. I actually have the video footage of him literally holding his finger up to his mouth, expecting everyone to be quiet. Oh, my God. Like, a, you're, like you're hushing a group of like a librarian. Like a yeah. librarian. That is correct. <laughs> this All isn't right. silent library. <laughs> it's not fun. So it's definitely not silent library. Oh. <laughs> Well, with that being said, I want to thank you again for coming on here with like a little bit of short notice. This was awesome. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you. I'm going to have links to your channel and stuff. Please just remind everyone what you have coming up uh, yeah, on yeah. new stuff too, like what to look forward to on ARTV and beyond ARTV. Well, after a few days of being under the weather, I'm back to uh, shooting again, and I'm trying to get a couple of weeks worth of stuff ready, build up some content. I've been off of uh, my second channel for a little bit. I hadn't uploaded there in a while, so I'm kind of, uh, not to say relaunching that, but I'm uh, I'm building up content to start uploading there again. Uh, I've got a, a couple of episodes of uh, my uh, recurring Dear John Q&A series going up there. I've got uh, music news related content going on and then over on the main channel ARTV I um, probably by the time this is coming out or shortly after I'm going to have ranked for some 41 going up which is awesome. like all of their albums worst to best I'm doing an underrated songs on some 41 kind of celebrating their album release and uh, I've also believe it or not just because I get so much hell for like hating on Imagine Dragons I am doing the unexpected and dropping my top 10 favorite Imagine Dragons songs. Good for you for biting the bullet on that because not everything Imagine Dragons. That's right. It's not I all. It's, it's more not... recent. Um, yes. I would recently. say 2017 till now has been yes, really correct. rough. Yeah, it's been a nightmare. But yes, but, that is a very fair to say. So. so I'm digging back into their old discography to pull up some other... Uh, I don't want to call anything they've ever done perfect, but some songs that I really enjoy. Some of their songs back in the early 20, 2010s, whatever, were yeah. harmless. Yeah, and a lot of their EPs are relatively unknown. So uh, definitely check out that video if you've uh, notoriously not been into Imagine Dragons, but you'd like to see some of their other stuff before they went super, super commercial mainstream. Yep. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> uh, thank you again. Um, of course. We, I will try to reach out to Corey about our Vanessa Carlton idea. I'm yeah, sure make that happen, royalties. please. And I do uh, want royalties. Okay, no, trust me. We'll get our share of that. Of mm -hmm. all the money that's going to be rolling in. <laughs> 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 <laughs>